Good morning and welcome back to our Monday Morning Talks. Uh, for this week, we are in, was this week four or five? Five. Five <laughs> of, <laughs> of Core 52. Um, I just get into the preaching and so I don't, I lose track of the number that we're on. But five. <laughs> the, the topic was holiness. Um, Sarah loved this chapter. I did. It was her favorite. And so so (laughs) when she did Monday morning talks with me last week, she said, I have to do next week. So I'm just going to kind of let you sort of guide this. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, why was it your favorite? I just, I loved how personal it made holiness. If that makes sense. Like I feel like a lot of people hear the word holy and it's kind of a, eh, like, like let's not, I don't know. It's kind of a, a word that we think of um, that is not set apart, but it means like we're better than. Like God is holy and he's un, like unreachable. And then it's like, well, we're supposed to be holy. So are we supposed to be like up above everybody else? That's kind of how our culture looks at it. And this chapter, I just feel like completely tore that down and tore down how we think about things as holy. And that's why I liked it because it made, I don't know, it just made sense. And I got so excited about it because it was more about relationship. And I feel like people don't equate those two words together, like holiness and having a relationship. I feel like we talk about very separate and it kind of incorporated them both together. And I thought you did a really good job in the sermon of kind of, you know, bringing that to the congregation. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about it. I thought maybe we could start by giving holiness the definition. Um, and the, in the book, I loved it because it just says that holy doesn't really mean sacred. Like we think it does. It means selected. So that already makes it different. Um, Ryan and I were talking earlier, like even in our culture, like we have a phrase like, wow, that guy is very holier than thou. Like that's, that's not what he's talking about here. Like it's set apart. It's being different. Um, It's not being above everyone else or better than everyone else. Yeah. We were talking about that before we started. And, you know, I, I threw that question at you, like under those, under what the way that most people interpret holiness, like I would say that a lot of people probably think it's impossible to be holy and humble. Yeah. Because if holy means better than how can I be humble if I think I'm better than you? Right. Um, and that's why it doesn't mean that. <laughs> right. Um, no. And, and honestly, like, the couple of defin- definition like things I said, I know that I said in the sermon yesterday, you know, I said, holiness is about who God is, what he's done and who he's calling us to be. So it's all about, it's all about him. It doesn't have as, a whole lot to do with me. It's no. me just trying to live. And that's why with the sermon, I went r- a really different direction, but just, I wanted it to flow out of the covenant. You know, God set up this covenant with us. How, how is holiness a part of that? It's our part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're just trying to live into him. And 
you know, so I think that, that that's a good definition statement. But the other one I used toward the end then in talking about the new covenant, I, I just said, holiness is about lordship. So for us today, holiness is about us yielding to God every part of our lives so that we can be made more like him. Yeah. So me becoming holy isn't work that I'm doing. It's work that I'm letting him do. Right. So how could I take credit for that then? You know, how could I take credit and go, well, I'm better than you. Cause even then it's like, so I'm better at not doing anything and letting God do everything. <laughs> so yeah. I can't take credit for it. Um, or it even like be. one step further than that is like, I can't mess that up because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, especially if you see someone who's like a new Christian or someone who's just so on fire for God, they might set these like specific standards or rules so that they can try to achieve some kind of holiness and be on that level. And then I've seen people like they're human, so they don't hit those marks or those goals. And then it almost takes their flame away, right? Like they Mm -hmm. feel a little bit guilty that they, they aren't who they thought maybe they should be to get closer to God. But no, it's holiness is not about, all of these things that I can do is more about leaning yeah. on God. And so, yeah, just looking at that, I think is remarkable and like a game changer. Yeah. So. And that's why I liked in looking at that, the way that progressed and, and in the, in the old covenant, God saying, okay, so here's how this is going to work. We're going to have to have standards. We're going to have to have a dwelling place for me and then a solution for sin. You know, in that order, you know, I've, I, we, we worked with a, a church consultant group several years ago that met with our leadership and we talked about, so how should someone feel if they want to be a part of First Christian Church Mawigua? And, and there's this progression of, you know, becoming a part of the family of God, you know, having a relationship with him. If people think they have to behave. Yeah to belong, you've got it all wrong. And that's why I love being able to look at that progression and then go now in the new covenant, God just flipped the whole thing over. Right. And he said, actually, I am providing the solution for sin. I'm coming to dwell inside you and that will empower you to live this way. Then it, so it's basically saying, look, church behavior is not the expectation. Yeah. Belonging is what we should be about. We should be about helping people belong long before they behave. Right. Right. And that's what I loved. Um, If you guys didn't know, like you can just Google them, but there's videos of Mark Moore, the the author of this study, and he kind of sums up. Um, some of each chapter. I'm not saying watch those and don't read the book. <laughs> Supplement it with that. Um, but I love the end of that video that he did because it's just what you're talking about. Um, he kind of sums it up and says rules without relationship causes rebellion. Like if we are supposed to just behave, just to behave, it's we're human and we're not going to do it. Like mm-hmm. that's not what we're about like we always lean towards like you said in your sermon we don't drift towards 
God, yeah. right? We drift the other way. So if we just have these certain rules that we're supposed to follow, it's we're not going to do it. But when you throw in the relationship, right? When you have the relationship, you're not like motivated by the rules. You just love God and you want to live a life that honors him. And so you follow them because of that. It's sort of like the, how discipline works in some houses, you know, <laughs> like, and it, I mean, just stay with me here, but like, <laughs> no, I mean, I always wanted to have the kind of relationship with my kids where I don't know if you ever felt like there was somebody in your life who they, they could just look at you a certain way. And it was like, you wanted to do better because oh, of yeah. how you felt about them, not because you were af- afraid of them. You know, like it's easy to behave when you go, man, my dad is going to like beat my butt, <laughs> you know, like yeah. um, I am going to be in. So you know, like when you're afraid of the punishment, that's one thing. But when you want, actually want to behave because you're like, oh, yeah. Like you can just see it on their face. Like my behavior hurt them. Right. And I don't want to hurt them anymore. Like yeah. I always wanted to, I always wanted to create that in our house where my kid where with my kids. It was more them wanting to behave a certain way because of our relationship, yeah. not because of, you yeah, know, that makes I was, sense. you know, and, and so I, I, if when it's that way with us and God, like, that's why it's so important that it's just like, man, you need, it's more about knowing him. It's more about falling in love with him because of what he's done right. and who he is than it is about getting all this other stuff in your life in order yeah. to then do that. Like, ah, that's out of, that's, that's not the way to do it. Like, yeah, I, like I was very fortunate to grow up in the home that I did and I, I didn't make that connection, but it's true. I didn't get like really grounded or get like things taken away because if my, if my parents just said that they were disappointed in me, Mm. like, like it was enough. Like I, I felt awful and I wanted to, to do better. And because I love them, because I care about what they think about me and I, I know that they love me. They want what's best for me. So when I let them down, yeah. And it's very similar. Like, you know, God has done all of these things for me. He's, you know, he loves me unconditionally. Like I, I want to follow these rules or live up to like his standards because I don't want to let him down. Like, am I going to let him down? No, of course, because <laughs> I'm a person, but the drive there isn't, well, you know, I have to follow these 10 commandments because they're the rules and I have to follow rules. Like, no, it's, it's more personal than that. It's wanting to live in that, I guess, holy lifestyle, right? I want yeah. to be set apart for him. And there's just such a difference. And that's why I felt like the sermon ended up shaping the way it did yesterday because I wanted people to understand the difference between the old and new covenant. And I almost stepped in it. I, th- I was afraid I was stepping in it. I likened Leviticus to melatonin. <laughs> um, well. You know, but, but just talking about this idea that it's like, okay, um, God, to, to provide a solution for sin in the old covenant, it was a sacrificial system of animals. 
Yeah. And you were talking about that some before we even started that it was just like, man, we, we read Leviticus and we read this elaborate sacrificial system and we're like, huh? Yeah. Like this doesn't, <laughs> we don't live that way. We never have. We, no. we haven't had to, you know, because God, you know, and we look at that now and in our world where we've like, um, I'm going to step in it again, <laughs> but, but I mean, in some ways we care sometimes more about animals than we do about people. Oh yeah. You know, you can and we're, you and we're just sure. like, we're just like, no, you cannot mistreat animals and, but people get mistreated every day. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's you know, we, so we read this and go, what a, what a sick, twisted, messed up thing this sacrificial system God set up of these pure animals to, to atone for sin. But then you look at the new covenant, it's like, what about the life of his son? Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's where I, I, I was stepping in it to get somewhere. It's like, no, there's so much value in us being able to read Leviticus and understand like, Oh, the reason that all this existed was because sin, we, we cannot underestimate the problem sin creates Yeah, and the separation that it creates between us and God, you know, I mean, it, it's a huge chasm of separation and the only way to cross it is through sacrifice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I think and we talked a little bit about you wouldn't you didn't label it um like as sacrifice, but the living in the mundane. Yeah. Like I kind of wanted to bring that up. Um just because it's here like in First Peter, mm-hmm. um, us being like a royal priesthood, a holy nation, like a, a people set apart. And that um I don't know that it just brings purpose to your life and that holiness should kind of do that. And like I said, the reason I like this chapter is because it combines things that I feel like we don't normally combine like holiness and purpose, but even in the mundane, like you have those moments of choice, right? Where you can kind of give stuff up. Um, and the student version I liked cause it's different, but it's very different from the adult one where it gives them something physical to do. And so I wanted to kind of share that Yeah. because it said, uh, you are a child of God. That's your God given identity. Like you are holy because of that. And so it says, write down one thing you must stop doing because of that identity. Um, and one thing you must start to be truly who you are, to live that, that purposeful, like holy set apart life. Um, not because you have to, not because it's a rule, right. But because of the relationship you have with God and not wanting to not disappoint him, but you know, just wanting to do what you can to, to show him you love him. Cause he's done so much for us. Yep. And that's impossible to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, <laughs> and it's why I chose to end the sermon where I did with the commercial, you know, it's impossible to do when we've made light of sin to yeah. the level that we have. 
And we've gotten to a place where we are just, we are so comfortable with it. Um, and we baby talk it just yeah. like that commercial. Yeah. I, like I loved that about it. Like, isn't <laughs> what a smart little bear. Yeah, like, what, a, what a precious pet bear. Yeah. And it's like, we do the same exact no, thing. Listen. It's destroying yeah, the like, kitchen. Well, I had a hard week this week, so, you know, it's okay. Or I deserve this just this one time. Right. You know, that's baby talking. Sin. Well, and we do it. Is. We do it with words. I mean, yeah. we just go, oh, I mean, we don't call it sin. We call it a mistake. Right. Or an accident. Mm-hmm. The moment or, of weakness. Yeah. And it's just like, no, call it what it is. Like, you know, or we, yeah, we just, I messed up. Yeah. Um, I guess if we want to baby talk it, like I made a boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> But it's going to be okay. But it's going to be okay. You know, Jesus died for it. Yeah. Put a bandaid on it and move on. But it's like, no, I mean, my, my perspective of sin and it's, it's potential like damage needs to be corrected. Right. You know? And so that's why repentance is such a huge factor when it comes to holiness like if i have not repented of sin yeah how can i then pursue holiness yeah. like i can't run after god if i'm not running away from sin right it's impossible so yeah okay cool see good chapter yeah yep <laughs> so next week um Moses. week six and we're in Moses the following week. Mark was talking this morning. He will be on again. And I'll just, uh, just a little teaser. I mean, Mark, I think Mark's <laughs> going to talk about God making a mistake or, reg- oh. or God. Not, I guess I shouldn't say making a mistake. I was gonna say, he, wants, the video. he wants to talk about God having regret. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, that could be, that could be a big deal. So. Anyways, um, we're glad you could join us this week and we hope you have a good week and that you will continue to engage in core 52 on your own, uh, with your personal reading. So, um, yeah, have a great week. Bye.